Hi, I'm your host, Coy Atkins, and today's story is a strange one for sure. People go missing all the time, but this is one of the most bizarre missing person cases. This is the story of Patricia Meehan. Patricia Meehan, who was called Patty by her friends and family, was born on November 1, 1951 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. After high school, Patty went to college in Oklahoma City. She wanted to work in childcare, so she studied early childhood development. But by 1985, she had a new dream. She loved working with animals, so she took a job as a ranch hand in Bozeman, Montana. The job as a ranch hand It wasn't covering all of her bills, so she worked a few other odd jobs around the area to help cover her needs. On April 19, 1989, Patty called her father Thomas. She told Thomas that she was feeling stressed and she wanted to come back home to Pittsburgh. When Patty's landlord saw her that day, he noticed that something was odd. According to the landlord, she seemed really hyper, a lot more than normal. The following evening, around 8.15 p.m., Peggy Bueller was driving with her father on Highway 200 near Circle, Montana. A vehicle was traveling on the wrong side of the road. Peggy was able to avoid the vehicle, but the car behind her wasn't so lucky. The vehicle crashed into that car, which was being driven by Carol Heights, who was an off-duty police dispatcher. Carol was able to get out of her car unharmed. As she was climbing out, she saw a blonde woman exiting the crushed car that was driving on the wrong side. Carol walked over and asked the woman if she was okay. The woman didn't appear to be injured, but she also didn't say a single word. She just stared at Carol. And then she walked to the side of the road. She climbed over a fence. She looked around and stared at the crash scene. According to Peggy, it felt like the woman was standing there staring for several moments, looking at the scene like she was a spectator and wasn't involved at all. The woman began walking into the field and vanished into the night. Now, keep in mind, this was in 1989. No one had a cell phone that they could call the cops right then. They couldn't take a quick picture of the woman before she left the scene, so Peggy drove into town until she was able to reach a phone. Her father stayed with Carol so that she wasn't being left alone on the side of the road after this really bizarre encounter. Within 30 minutes of police arriving on scene, they were able to confirm that the vehicle did belong to Patty, and that they were able to also confirm that she was the person driving the car and the person that vanished into the field. That night, police officers came across a trail of tennis shoe tracks in the field. They followed the tracks until they disappeared which lasted until 3 o'clock in the morning. The police stopped their search for the night. After investigators contacted Patty's family, they immediately went to Montana. They began passing out around 2,000 flyers in the area where Patty went missing. Family, volunteers, and law enforcement began searching the area, including 
mountains, and coal mines by foot, on horseback, ATVs, and helicopters. Now there were other odd things at play here. Patty's landlord mentioned that something seemed off with her. Then she made the call to her dad that she wanted to go home. But no one had any idea why she would be in Circle, Montana. Even if she was driving to Pittsburgh from her house in Bozeman, Circle is three and a half hour drive out of the way from Bozeman to Pittsburgh. When the search efforts came up empty, theories began to be thrown around. The first theory was that investigators believed that maybe Patty was picked up that night of the crash. That she was either hitchhiking or she hid in the back of a hay truck that would have been at a nearby hay field and left the next morning. According to Patty's mom, she had been experiencing symptoms of depression and she had an appointment with a psychologist for the morning of April 21st. There were also some concerns from her mom that she may have been suffering from amnesia. Patty's parents came across a roll of film from her camera. When they had it developed, they found a picture that she took of herself in the mirror. This picture really stood out to her parents. It was concerning. Patty just had a blank stare as if she were looking at herself in the mirror, a lot like the blank stare that she had when she looked at Carol after the crash. Now, they weren't sure exactly when this picture was taken, but it seemed like something was going on with Patty. The picture showed the stress that she called her dad about. Since Patty vanished into the field that night, there's been over 5,000 reported sightings of her, all of which have been investigated by the police. On May 4th, 1989, nine and a half hours from Circle, in Laverne, Minnesota, a police officer claimed that he saw Patty in a Hardee's fast food restaurant. He said that she was sitting in a booth for over five hours drinking water. When the officer eventually approached her, she refused to identify herself. At first she told him that she was from Colorado, and then she said that she was from Israel. While this behavior does kind of line up with what it seemed like Patty was going through, the woman's identity was never confirmed, so there's no real answer on if that was her or not. But the next day, on May 5th, two other sightings of Patty were reported. The first one was just 35 minutes from Laverne in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. A waitress said that she saw Patty sitting inside a truck stop drinking coffee from midnight to around noon. Later, on the same day, two and a half hours away in Murdo, South Dakota, a waitress said that she saw Patty in a diner from 10 to 11 p.m. She said that Patty was there with a man who appeared to be in his 30s. Now, these sightings were never able to be completely verified that it was in fact Patty, but they all make sense. They are within traveling distance of each other. It's not like one day they saw her in Montana and then the next she was reported in Florida. Plus, they are all very similar accounts seeing her for long periods of time sitting in a restaurant. After investigators talked to each person in these sightings and showed them pictures of Patty, they felt confident that these were real sightings. On May 19, 1989, another waitress reported seeing Patty. This time it was back near her home in Bozeman. The waitress said that Patty mentioned that she needed to go shopping. The waitress also noticed that Patty seemed disoriented and was talking to herself at times. 
By the time the summer of 1989 came around, there were 25 reported sightings of Patty, which reached all the way to the Pacific coast in Washington. There were multiple reports of a woman who was believed to be Patty walking along the interstate or being at truck stops. These reports were also believable to investigators because she had an ex-boyfriend in Tacoma, Washington, and a sister that lived in Seattle, Washington. On August 30, 1990, a police officer in Idaho arrested a woman for littering. The woman resembled Patty and refused to identify herself. In a court appearance on September 1st, she claimed that she was a missionary and that she was traveling between Montana and Washington. This was believed to be the biggest break in the case until the woman was identified through fingerprints and it was verified that she was not Patty. Patty's ex-boyfriend even came in and said that the woman looked a lot like her and even sounded like Patty. As years have gone by, sightings continue to be called in, but there hasn't been any record of Patty. Neither family nor friends have heard a word from her, and her disappearance remains a mystery. And this is going to bring us to a conclusion of this episode of Crime Nerds. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoy the show or you can tolerate it just a little bit, please leave a rating or review on whatever platform you're listening to. You can follow me on Instagram at Crime Nerds Podcast. And if you're interested in my book, One Moment, the link to that will be in the show notes. So you can check that out also. And again, thank you so much for listening to this.